Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. This is Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Well, let me ask you this, because I, I'm going back to, like, the 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 potential um, of this guy, mm-hmm. Yamamoto, and and maybe some of the things that they, they hey, is he going to be this good? Because when Senga came out last year, and Senga's been really good this year, but Senga, there was like physical problems. There was physical not problems. There was physical concerns about him. That's mm-hmm. that was circulating through baseball. So with Yamamoto, and you go back to Daisuke, well, Daisuke – he threw a million pitches. He's been throwing and professionally since 19 years old. They throw a ton. Is that is he going to wear down? For you, like when you, you look at Yamamoto and you say that he might be the most coveted, why is he the most coveted? And what is the reason why you say maybe he should or shouldn't be the most? Well, you already said why he should, but why? Yeah. What, what are some of the red flags? Are there any? Yeah. I mean, I think what I've seen, the biggest red flags are his size. I don't think he's too, he's very big. He's pretty short. Um, I, I like 5'10, 170 or so. So, uh, not quite as big as someone, for example, like Roki Sasaki, who will probably be coming over to, to, uh, MLB in a few years, but he's on the smaller end. But other than that, there's not much. There's not too many downsides. If you look at, if you just look at his numbers, he's just having a better, better seasons than anyone has in MLB, uh, in NPB. So, for example, like if you compare his numbers to Daisuke Matsuzaka, who was, like you said, the craze that was yeah. Daisuke when he came, when he was about to come over, he never had a sub two ERA in uh, NPB. And uh, Yamamoto hasn't had a an ERA over two in the last three years. Like he's only had an ERA under two. Um, his strikeout per nine is consistently above nine. Um, he's his accurate, like his command and control, I think is probably his calling card because he's not like 
the fastest pitcher. He's not, again, Roki Sasaki throws 102, 103. I think Yamamoto probably tops out 98 or 99, if I remember correctly, um, which is still great. But it's uh, it's just his pinpoint accuracy. And um, we've just never seen numbers like this. And so I don't know what his spin rates look like. I, I, I would defer to like Eno Saris for his stuff plus numbers, which he does have some numbers from the WBC on Yamamoto and a couple of the other Japanese guys. Um, but every every Japanese media member that you talk to has said that he's he's the best pitcher in Japan, like over Kodai Senga, over uh, many of the other guys that have come over in recent years. He's, he has better numbers than Yu Darvish did um, when he was in NPB. So he's the I mean, real deal. Yeah. So you're ta- when you were talking about Daisuke, then I'm thinking, okay, I think next up was Darvish, like Yu Darvish. And again, a big guy and uh, like a, uh, another big guy, obviously Otani, a big guy. Yeah. Um, but it is to to hit the sweet spot of 20, 24 going to 25. This is the biggest thing, Sean, man. Like this is why teams, yeah. it, anytime anyone gets into the free agent pitching market, it's, it's, it's a mess. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> they're all, they're always, almost always 29, 30. You're going to get a couple years, but you got to commit to multiple years. You got to commit to a long-term and now you're sitting there, boom. And um, he's a Boris guy, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he's a Boris guy. So the so so that means money. Is there is just uh, to educate our listeners? Is there any restrictions when it comes to signing him? Yeah. So the NPB posting rules are pretty confusing. Um, if you've not seen them before, or if you're just used to like the MLB draft. Um, which is pretty straightforward when it comes to international players coming to MLB. The rule is you have to be at least, I think it is 25 years old or older by the mm-hmm. time you're posted, which he will be in a couple of weeks, I think. Um, and you have to be 25 years or older. And I think it's 10 years of service time uh, in that professional league in an, another professional league that MLB recognizes as like a professional league. So obviously NPB, KBO, CPBL, they all count. He meets both of those and yet he's still only 24 years old right now. So he has a long, long career ahead of him in MLB, assuming he he does come over, which everything indicates that he will. Um, I mean, he's at, at 24, 25. That's what age a lot of the older prospects are coming up in MLB anyways. And he's oh, already yeah. been performing at the top level of a top professional league. So has there been, has there, has there been, um, uh, has there been scuttlebutt? Has he talked about this at all? Like, has he, has there been like, Hey, I'm, has he like say, Hey, I'm looking forward to pitching in the MLB. Like we're all assuming this, right. And this is safe, safe assumption, right? Oh yeah. He said he wants to come over his, his goal and his dream is to come over to MLB. I will say, since I don't speak Japanese, I haven't seen too many quotes on my own of what yeah. he said about coming over. I would defer to like at Yaku Cosmopolitan mm-hmm. on um, on Twitter and YouTube. He has fantastic coverage. One of my good friends has helped with a lot of my Japanese coverage. He posts pretty much everything that happens in NPB in English. So he he covers every single Yamamoto start. Um, but he had his plan for a while has been to come over to MLB. I think there were maybe like four or five scouts seen at one of his games recently, or maybe like a month or two ago. 
but I can guarantee oh, most this, of the league is over yeah. there watching him. Yeah. How did uh what was what was your takeaway from his WBC performance? Um, I mean, he looked great. He was he was uh, again top like top of the WBC. The Japanese pitching was the best in the tournament. It was crazy. Like they had better pitching than the US, the Dominicans. Um, you, everybody wanted to see. We, and we can talk about it if you want later on in another podcast, Roki Sasaki, who will be coming over like 27. Oh, yeah. But he, everybody wanted to talk about him, but everybody forgets that Yamamoto has had better numbers than Roki Sasaki has had the couple last couple years. So um, he, he had a couple really good starts. I'm trying to pull up his numbers right now because I'm not remembering who he started against. But um, it was that rotation was just like an all time rotation. We had Yamamoto, Roki Sasaki, Otani, and Darvish. Like Darvish was their worst starter of the three yeah, he didn't in the even, tournament. He didn't, he didn't even start at the end, right? No, and Shota Imanaga, who also will be coming over to MLB probably this offseason. So it's it's pretty crazy. The Japanese pitching, NPB is, they're obviously a step below MLB, but their stars on both the offense and the pitching side are neck and neck with MLB. You got guys like Otani and Yoshida coming over and doing very well, Seiya Suzuki. So the fact that he's able to continue putting up those numbers year after year, like three years straight of a triple crown type numbers is absurd. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Well, listen, everyone's getting jacked up for it now, Sean. Like every everybody. Everybody's getting like everybody, not especially the bad teams. Like yeah. you, Listen, the Mets people, the best people love talking like some Yamamoto. Let me tell you. <laughs> Anytime that I tweet about Yamamoto, you'll see all of the replies and the quotes. They're like, he's a he's a Met or he's a Red or whatever whatever your favorite team is, insert team. It's like, oh, he's he's such a uh, a ranger. Like every single team is on him. So, like, well, take, so give, me, give me the, give me the fan base. That, that's another fascinating part of your existence. Give me the, <laughs> cause you have the fan base that's coming at you. Give me the, the fan base that you feel like it's like understands how good this guy is more than any other fan base. <laughs> I think honestly, and I'm not even saying this because it's you, but I'm going to say the Red Sox. Really? Like, I think that there are a ton of, and maybe it's because of Yoshida, but people are paying attention in Boston now to a lot of Japanese baseball. Every time I post about Roki Sasaki, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, um, Munetaka Murakami, all like a lot of Red Sox Twitters all over them. So we'll see. Maybe can I? I'll give you a theory on that. Is that I think that most people in Boston understand that they have no chance at Otani, right? <laughs> I think everybody is is distracted by the Otani market. San Diego, Los Angeles, Nets, whoever. And the Red Sox couldn't get a meeting with a guy the last time. So they're like, okay, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. We'll we'll take this guy. It's all good. They're talking themselves <laughs> into be, it being okay. So <laughs> What do you what do you think about Yamamoto to the Red Sox? I mean, you have you're you're looking at probably nearing 200 million, which Yeah, I think over I, I it's interesting because I think they in the free agent market, they traditionally or not traditionally in the last few years, they haven't been willing to win a lot of battles in the mm-hmm. free agent market, with the exception of Yoshida, right? I mean, they outbid everyone so much that that they didn't even get a Zoom call. But they, they think, that's the craziest part of this. A that's Boris wild. a Boris client said, No, oh, 
that oh actually we'll we'll we we don't even have to do a zoom call we're not even (laughs) going to go to the other teams we're just going to take this money and before it goes away i mean that's how much they went after this guy and i and i i'm critical of them because i don't think they do that enough they they say this is the guy we want we're going to overpay for him and Mm. judging by a lot of reactions you know they a lot of the people thought they did overpay as it turns out, they didn't overpay. It doesn't seem like they overpaid. The guy is a good player. He's a good yeah. player. He's 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 having a better Benintendi signed the same sort of deal. He's having a much better year than Benintendi. Yep. So, um, but I think that they love Yamamoto. They love him. So I think that whatever you say, two hundred million, I wouldn't be surprised at all for them to say, "Hey, you know what? This is the guy we're going to allocate our resources to." Because here's another thing. With the Red Sox, not a ton of not a ton of um, pitching prospects coming mm-hmm. up, and they have, and, and so they got to fill out. And if they're if you're going to build it through free agency, like this, as we said, this is the way to build it through free agency. 